This podcast contains coarse language, adult themes, and spoilers. My name's Peach, and for the past couple of years, I've been helping my friend Shag overcome his childhood aversions to everyday foods in the podcast Fussy Eater. Now it's his turn to help me conquer my phobia of scary movies over one spooky night in the FBI studios, one Wikipedia synopsis at a time. This is Spooko. Sometimes we lose sight of what this podcast is about, so it's worth a recap. Firstly, shutting down Shudder. That's number one. <laughs> uh, we are <laughs> we're all about we're an anti-Shudder podcast. Secondly, Reshes. Thirdly, anarcho-syndicalism, but with a bit of a socialist bend. I've realised we're socialists with benefits, is yeah. what we are. <laughs> socialists with benefits, I'll take it. We deserve it. We earned it. Like, if we are privileged, then we need to be able to uh, to reflect that. Even, even in a socialist landscape, uh, uh, those benefits must subsist. And in the same way that friends with benefits never last, like... <laughs> We will be on the guillotine, and we yeah. know that. But for now, it's great. Let's just enjoy these benefits. Let us eat cake. It'll be good. Um, we so, so as we, um, so as we, as we work through the things the podcast is about, uh, old friends catching up. Somewhere in there is me getting used to watching horror films, and I feel like occasionally we lose sight of it, and. Uh, I think we've committed to it being Candyman. And I've then, because films are just not things I care about or think about very much, it sort of drifted out of my universe. Have we missed our chance to go see Candyman? Oh, no, no, it hasn't come out yet. And okay. all films have been delayed. And that we're in this weird time when films aren't really coming out on streaming services because there weren't any released. And everyone's just kind of like, where are all the movies? It's like movies had a gap year. Tenet was meant to be good and then everyone hated it or something it was meant to save cinema and everyone was like this isn't great well i mean it was sort of silly to release a film in the middle of a pandemic and be like no it has to be shown in cinemas and it's like this is a pretty special moment and probably should override your love of cinema like that's (laughs) the thing it's like i'm an i am a chris nolan apologist absolutely but the fact that he put his love of the cinema experience over the lives of Earth during the most serious pandemic in a hundred years is probably not a tick on his character scorecard. I think it is tough to be a successful white filmmaker and good (laughs) bloke. Like, I just suspect... The, the probably male successful white male filmmaker and also a good bloke. Like I suspect that so much of your success is down to the privileges you enjoy and the head start you got in winning the lottery of life. That uh, sorry, and and so much of your success is about power, control, diplomacy, and manoeuvring. If the surely hyper cancelled show Entourage uh, has anything to teach us, then by the time you're in that position, you have made so many compromises. Uh, so many deals, so many agreements, so many arrangements that your morality's fallen away in favour of you just doing what you want to do and you're now a husk or a shell of the person who thought, wouldn't it be crazy if we had a boring version of Catwoman? Um, you know, 
Um, and that's <laughs> and that little ask of an idea is all you've got left to cling to. If Catwoman was boring. <laughs> I feel like that's... She doesn't even have to be called Catwoman. She could just be a burglar. Yeah. She's just a really, like, she's a really uh, good burglar. She's like, ah, oh, this is a tent pole for me, to, for me to put something on. Anyway, well, look, I think the way you started that, I think, is right. It's something I've been yep. thinking about as well. Let's get back to the roots of this podcast because, yes. like, all creative things and, like, all podcasts especially, it is organically... <laughs> become this thing that may be impenetrable if you have just started listening. Yes, yeah, sorry. But the point of this podcast is to read you Wikipedia synopsises of horror films to get mm. you through them without you having to watch them to hopefully get you yes. enjoying them by the end. Um, yes. So I wanted to get back to the roots of that by mm. going to a film that initially I was like, I want to find a film I haven't heard of before. Uh, like... Uh, I want to find a film I haven't actually watched before. But then I realized I could just go to one of the hundreds of horror films I saw during my like horror heyday in yep. my late teens, early 20, when I would watch like six a week by like borrowing them from the DVD store and just look at one of these synopsis because it's like there is no way I remember what happened in any of these. So that's what I want to do today. I was terrified you were going to say you had to go on to shut up there. And I was like, Shag, we've, we've talked about this. <laughs> so, so I'm just going to put this out there. Uh, we are doing the Wikipedia synopsis of a film I haven't seen in a long time. So, Peach, you and I are both kind of going to be new to this. Yeah, today, the lawnmower man. Let's go. Today we are doing the Justin Long vehicle that apparently was executive produced by Francis Ford Coppola in 2001. <laughs> what? It's called, it's called. Jeepers Creepers. I haven't seen a car in 50 miles. You know what I just thought of, right? Kenny and Darla. You believe that story? Not that they did go looking for her head. They only found the car. They never found her head. What's he doing? The hell is that? He dumped something down that pipe. Wrapped in a sheet. You know the part in scary movies where somebody does something really stupid and everybody hates them for it? This is it. Every 23rd spring, for 23 days, it gets to eat. Eat. What the hell is that thing? It must have five, maybe 600 bodies down there. You've got something it likes, one of you. You think he's dead? They never are. Jeepers Creepers. Oh my lord. I'm not sure there I've ever seen a film more of its time than that <laughs> film. <laughs> the degree of meta narrative to be like, oh, in horror films, this is when this happens. Of like, oh, do you think it's dead? They never are. It's like, yeah, it's like I've watched some horror films. So that like that's the most late nineties thing. Oh, well, sorry, it's almost like like it's Shrek, basically. Like 2001, same year as Shrek. I feel like we're watching Shrek. And then secondly, proper new metal, like super, super clean production, but with like... (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, great fun. Like, I, I feel like if we're getting back to the theme of this show, we are taking it very easy on me. Last week we had Reanimator, which was a musical, as I recall. <laughs> this, <laughs> this week we have Jeepers Creepers that strikes me as very gentle as well, so I'm excited. Yeah, this film is basically a Limp Bizkit video for 90 <laughs> minutes. All right, but like I said, I can't really remember it, so this is going to be new to both of us. <laughs> Strap ourselves in. <laughs> so Trish Jenner and her brother Darry. Her brother is called D-A-R-R-Y, Darry. A traveling... Sorry if your name's Darry. I don't mean to name shame you. Uh, no, I think like you have an opportunity to change your name. And so the name <laughs> you have is the one you chose. And so that so is a if, choice So if your made. name is Darry and you've stuck with Darry... You suck, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Go watch Shudder. <laughs> So they're traveling. I've forgotten home. why we hate Shutter as well. By the way, sorry. They're you traveling just home decided from... it's your thing. You just decided you hated it. <sighs> we'll get them. I actually we'll quite like it, um, <laughs> but I'm enjoying your beef with her. <laughs> so they're traveling home from college for mm. spring break. As they drive through the Florida countryside, an old and rusty truck briefly and threateningly tailgates them, but eventually passes them. They later see the same truck parked next to an abandoned church with the driver sliding what appears to be bodies wrapped in blood-stained sheets into a large pipe sticking out of the ground. Mm. Cool, cool. In fact, I do remember that. That is such a cool setup for a film where something scary happens with like a car, but then they pass you. But then you see them doing something completely uh, fucked again, up. Yeah, yeah, like, and uh... like, what do you do? But then, having noticed their car pass by, the driver returns to their truck and successfully manages to run them off the road. Ridiculously good start to a horror movie. That's very scary. That's deeply, deeply scary. It's just one of them days! (laughs) (laughs) Followed by a truck, everything sucks! What's going on? Humans <laughs> using other human beings for a bomb? <laughs> oh, Fred Durst, the greatest poet of our generation. <laughs> All right, so moments later, Darry convinces Trish to go back to the church and investigate. I love that they've been run off the road by this guy yeah. dumping bodies, and they're like, maybe go back and investigate. Yeah, it's classic, like, now things are really starting to... <laughs> Starting to get interesting. I also love that Darry's like, now, Trish, as my sister, I think you should go and investigate this guy dropping corpses into a, into the ground. The world pre-mobile phone was just wild. What did we do? I wouldn't even know what to do there. I'd be like, oh, where are we driving to? <laughs> like, what are we doing? <laughs> my first thought was, do I dig a hole in this cornfield and lie in it? Is it? <laughs> but once there, Darry hears noises coming from within the pipe and crawls inside with Trish holding onto his feet, but ends up falling in. At the bottom, he finds a dying man with stitches running down his stomach, hundreds of other bodies sewn to the basement's walls and ceilings, and the bodies of Kenny and Dala, a prom couple that had gone missing 23 years prior. So stitched to the walls. Stitched to the walls. Oh, pretty that's cool. pretty intense and that cool and scary, cool. actually. That's fucked. After escaping, the two flee the scene and attempt mm. to contact the police at a diner where they're phoned by a strange woman who tells them that they're in danger. She plays the song Jeepers Creepers on a record player 
and confused, they ignore her warning and leave with two police officers providing a security escort. Is this the birth of the cliche of the like spooky songs while we kill you, diddly diddly, <laughs> oldie timey spooky song? And it's always th- like a song from the 20s that's like, you better avoid that cleaver in the kitchen because <laughs> I'm going to cleave your love. <laughs> oh, what a boring genre of music somehow brought back by horror films. That's good fun. As they travel with the police as their security escort, the police learn that the church has caught fire and any potential evidence has been destroyed. The police are then attacked and killed by the driver who loads their bodies into their truck. Witnessing the aftermath, Trish and Darry drive off in terror. The pair stop at the house of an elderly and reclusive woman begging her to call the police. The woman complies until she notices the driver. Like, surely the police have been alerted. Like, there are now two dead police officers. (laughs) Even the police are like, the police are like, hang on, two police officers have been killed. Hang on, hmm. Something, there's something we Let's get the notepad out and let's really nut this one out. Let's work out the clues here. So, two officers dead. Mm. It's a bread tape and some pins. Church on fire. Mm. All right, okay. So the woman complies until she notices the driver hiding in her yard who kills her before revealing its inhuman face to Trish and Darry. Trish repeatedly runs the driver over with her car. Sorry, again, Wikipedia and I haven't seen this film in years. (laughs) But is left horrified as she sees a giant wing tear through its trench coat and flap in the air. Fuck, that's cool. That's fun, actually. That's fun. The pair leave and drive to a local police station where they are approached by psychic Giselle Gay Hartman, the woman who called them at the diner. She tells them that the true nature of their pursuer is an ancient creature known as the Creeper, which awakens every 23rd spring for 23 days to feast on human body parts, which then form parts of its own body. She also tells them that it seeks out its victims through fear, and by smelling the fear from Trish and Darry, it has found something it likes. Oh, This is pretty cool. I'm into this. I want to see this again. This has like 80 sequels as well, by the way. When you stitch on some more, it's like human centipede sequels. (laughs) You just stitch on them more to make it more extreme, I guess. The wounded creeper arrives at the police station, cuts off the power. I also love that it's this evil insect, but it's also like, I'm going to cut off the power (laughs) first. It It has only been alive in the last two decades for 23 days and it knows how to cut off the power at a police yep. station. Yeah, it's watched some films down there. Like it's, <laughs> it's really good. Well, it's like anything. You wake up and you're just like, <laughs> you switch on the TV <laughs> before you go out and feast on body parts. Check out what's going on. And it eats several prisoners to heal. The creeper is sorry, swarm- sorry, sorry. What was that sentence? Sorry, no, no, because it cut it off the eats, power to the police station, and yes. then it goes and eats some prisoners to heal. So I guess it. Oh, it was, to H E A L. Yes, okay. Yeah, okay, yeah not yeah, to yeah. like stop, not to be like. Yeah, I was like, what? Dog yeah, heal. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm there. The creeper is swarmed by police, but kills a number of them and evades capture. Trapped, Giselle warns Trish and Darry that one of them will die a horrible death. Darry demands to know who, and Giselle looks at Trish. The creeper finds them, but spares Giselle before cornering Trish and Darry in an upstairs interrogation room. After sniffing and tasting them, the creeper throws Trish aside and chooses Darry. Trish offers her life for her brothers, but the creeper escapes out the window and flies away with Darry. The next day, 
Trish is picked up by her parents, and Giselle returns home in regret. In an abandoned factory, it is revealed that the creeper has removed the back of Darry's head and taken his eyes. The end of Jeepers Creepers. What? What? <laughs> that was the end. That was the end. That was, uh, that was the end of Jeepers uh, Creepers. Hang on, like I like. I, I don't I, often wish for these to go longer, but I'm like, hang, hang on. So we didn't learn, and so nothing, ha- so nothing happened. Nothing happened. Nothing happened. It killed a bunch of people. Uh, somehow, uh, like it, it likes to eat body parts, but when it came to Darry, it liked to eat the back of his head and its eye and his eyes. That was delicious. Where did its wings come from? Well, no, because it's an insectoid that lives that goes into hibernation for 23 years. Oh, so, so it's insect wings, but if it stitches stuff onto itself, it's like got a lot of arms and stuff, does it? Well, I don't know. I can't remember what it looks like. But yeah, I think it's kind of an insecty sort of vibe. Yeah, no, I think we've got to continue this episode at least to have a seeing the monster. I've got the creeper analysis is a YouTube here. Uh, what, what does the <laughs> Jeepers Creepers <laughs> monster look like. Also, if you're listening right now, you should be Googling this right now. You're yeah, probably yeah, listening yeah. on your phone. Look, look up Creeper from Jeepers Creepers. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, it looks like one oh, of the orcs sucks. from um looks like one of the orcs from Lord of the Rings. Yeah, yeah it's okay. not very scary at all. Oh. Oh. It's just uh-huh. a guy in makeup. Yeah, it's got like a face. Hang on, oh, hang so on. according to this, so I'm looking at the Jeepers Creepers fan site. And yeah. it's saying what the is it's an ancient mysterious demon that seeks organs from humans to replace its own old or damaged ones every 23 years. Again, not a very efficient body if you're sleeping for all that time and after 23 years for 23 days your organs like our organs last us our whole life. But he looks in great shape. He's got big abs and <laughs> look, looks in pretty good shape. Um uh yeah, so he's just a humanoid with like uh, big jowls essentially. Yeah. Um, and he's green and has insect wings. Green and has insect wings. I think it changes in later films where the jowls open up to be a more Stranger Things sort of um, uh, okay, flower yeah. face, flower head sort of thing. Yeah, what's this? Please make a super. Yeah, well, like this is an anticlimactic ending <laughs> to an anticlimactic episode. I think you'd agree. Um, <laughs> It's like they build up to this ending and it's like, oh, no, then he took him. And that's like any other film, that's the end of the second act leading into the third act. I was like, okay, we're all going to get flamethrowers together and we're going to find out which factory it's in and we're going to charge up and then we're going to go try to hunt down the creeper. I wonder if they just like ran out of funding or the writer just ran out and was like, I can't finish this. Let's just end it there. And somebody told him, was like, hey, it's cool to end on a cliffhanger. And he did. So first year university, um, I did industrial relations as part of my degree. And for some reason, I had a, a lecturer who was a, like very consistent with our politics here on Spooko, but would often like tell um, ribald jokes. So perhaps was not consistent with other politics. But at, And he re- referred to uh, premature ejaculation as getting off at Redfern once. <laughs> Which, <laughs> but that's that's not what that means. The idea of getting off, like pulling out before central, is the idea that. You, is oh it? my god! I'm not even going to go into that. Have I got but, a mixed metaphor? But this film yeah. really got off at Redfern. Uh, this was recorded at FBI Studios. Please like, subscribe, and follow wherever you can and as much as you can. And Reshes, what's up? <laughs> I don't
care what the weatherman says when the weatherman says it's raining. You'll never hear me complaining. I'm certain the sun will shine. I don't care how the weather vane points when the weather vane points to gloomy. It's got to be sunny to me when your eyes look into mine. Jeepers, creepers, where'd you get those creepers? Jeepers, creepers, where'd you get those eyes? Gosh, y'all get up, how'd they get so lit up? Gosh, y'all get up, how'd they get that size? Golly gee, when you turn those heaters on, oh, is me. Got to put my cheaters on. Jeepers, creepers, where'd you get those creepers? Oh, those weepers, how they hypnotize. Yeah, where'd you get those eyes? Put my cheetahs on. Weepers, creepers, where'd you get those peepers? Oh, those weepers. How they hypnotize. Knock me out. Where'd you get those eyes? Where'd you get them? Won't you put me wide? Don't you die, man. Pay to advertise. Tell them something. Where did you get those eyes?